welcome everyone to a Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter, Instagram, I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, we are going to go through, as we have now somehow basically coming up on the show today, now that we have some crazy how reached the quarter point of the NFL season, essentially. An extra week makes it a little bit more difficult to gauge these things, but we have who were right, who we were right on, who we were wrong on uh, for the start of the NFL season. Going to get into some of that. Uh, going to get into some of the Tua stuff from the weekend as well, and a bit of baseball to close out the show. Uh, so thank you everyone for tuning in today. Let's run through the NFL with a look at who we were right on and who we were wrong on um, through four weeks of the NFL season. We will go to Thursday, uh, the Bengals with a 27-15 win over the Miami Dolphins. Let's get into the Tua stuff. I didn't do a whole lot on it on Friday because we were still kind of processing it. That was absolutely an embarrassment. It was terrifying to watch. Um, if you haven't seen the video yet, probably don't. Um... To a tongue of Iowa after clearly getting rocked on uh, the previous Sunday, comes out on Thursday, gets thrown to the ground, hits relatively hard, but not like terrifyingly hard, and immediately his hands seize up, his arms extend out in a way, and it's just really, really, really uncomfortable to watch. I really thought we were past this, but it's one of those things where the the less that it gets brought up in the public space, the more NFL teams feel like they have they have the ability to kind of get away with this, and the old um, embarrassing knuckle draggy type of views start to come in. And if if anyone is saying, "Oh, he's an adult, he should be able to," just shut the fuck up right now. These are professional athletes who are a criticized at every level for, "Oh, this guy doesn't want to play, D- can't play through this, just rub some dirt on it, whatever." You're told that when you're seven all the way up to, to this point now. So they are not going to be the ones to be like, ah, you know what? This isn't really smart for me. They're always going to be pushing it. They're always going to be competitive and always wanting to get out on the field, especially a guy like Tua, who has faced so much criticism and had so many issues with injuries in the past. Of course, he's going to try to get out there as much as possible. It is up to doctors and it is up to the teams to um, to kind of keep like save these guys from themselves. And the fact that this is something that happened is so embarrassing for the league and just it, it's it's so infuriating too and it's like there's no control going on there there's no it's just it's the whole everything in the NFL really does feel like whether it comes to different things around social justice or different things around players health or different things uh, whatever it is any kind of cause really does kind of feel like it all comes down to what can we get away with? How far can we push that boundary so I can just not give a shit about it and just sit back and watch this instead of being an actual organization that runs human beings? That is something that you... Sorry, I'm just seeing the the next thing from Hockey Canada now. So, that's going to come up in a little bit. Um, 
this is something that can affect Tua for the rest of his life. And I've talked before about my experiences with concussions. I am not a football player. I, I haven't had them to the extent that some of these other guys have. And so far, I've been relatively lucky with it. But I, I do notice different effects. Like, um, all those whole, like, um, oh yeah, don't, don't remember things the way that I used to, whatever. Like that, that's kind of been sped up double time for me. And you get the, okay, like something like ringing of the ears and difficult time processing things sometimes. Like for the most part, um, I, I've been extremely lucky, but this is something that sticks with you for the rest of your life. And I've never had anything nearly as bad as what happened with Tua. And the fact that NFL teams keep letting this happen just shows how little they give a shit about really anything aside from, uh, I was going to say winning, but this is clearly an organization that threw that out the window a couple of years ago. This is lack of organizational control. It is lack of control from the NFL. There isn't just one person who is to blame. The league is to blame. The team is to blame. The doctors are to blame. But this was fucking embarrassing and so sad that this is still a thing that is happening in 2000. 22. But from a, a football standpoint, I do feel like we were right on the Dolphins. I think that we had them as a good team, wasn't probably going to win their division, but was going to be a playoff team. So I'll, I'll say we were right on the Dolphins. I'll say we were wrong on the Bengals. I thought that offensive line was going to be improved and this team would just be able to pick up where they left off. Um, they might cruise the rest of the way now they're uh now that they're at two and two but they have struggled much more than i anticipated at the start of this season the minnesota vikings we weren't right they get a win but it's still it's the same vikings man it doesn't matter who the coach is it doesn't matter who the general manager is it doesn't matter whatever is going on this team is always just going to barely either squeak out a win or lose in the most hilarious of fashions we have them going uh, as the number one seed in the NFC. Don't think that's happening now. Um, so we were wrong on them. I'll say we were wrong on the Saints as well. Th this team is not as... Um, th things have not gone as smoothly post Sean Payton as I thought maybe they would. I, I thought there would be some continuity with offensive play calling um, and they would be able to, to kind of take that step forward and they just haven't been able to this year. Chargers, we were not right on. If they would have lost this game, as I throw pens all over the place. If they would have lost this game, um, I think the coach would have been fired. Uh, this was a team that we picked to win the Super Bowl. They have not looked like a Super Bowl winner for any stretch at all this season. I think most of that goes on the coaching. I know Keenan Allen has been out, but Mike Williams is still a strong receiver, and Austin Eckler is still a strong offensive weapon. You have weapons there. This should not have been this much of a struggle. They get a win against the, the Houston Texans, 34-24. Dominant win. Strong, strong, strong showing. Uh, that's not a team that is impressive to beat. Uh, we'll, we'll say we were right on the Texans. We thought they'd be bad, and they're bad. Uh, the Bears and the Giants. The Giants come away with a win. They're now 3-1 and one to start the season, and yet I still feel like we were right on them. This is not a good football team. This is just a team that has benefited from um, an early miscue and an early bad game by the Tennessee Titans, and now a uh, a pretty weak schedule the rest of the way. I still don't think this is a good team. Um, and we're right on the Bears. This isn't a good football team, and they've proven they're not a good football team. Seattle with a 48-45 win over the Detroit Lions. I We didn't really have a hard stance on Seattle, so it was tough to say if we were right or not. Um, I'll, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say we were wrong on Seattle. Uh, I'll say that they, they've kind of played a little bit better than I was expecting them to at the, the start of the season. Geno Smith has proven that he can at least competently run this offense, uh, not to the point where they're not going to draft a quarterback next year, but to a point where he's probably earned himself another job um, after this season 
runs out. And for Detroit, we were right. We we knew that this would be a team that has taken a step forward, but that just means like maybe they'll win a couple more of these close games, but they're still going to be in a bunch of these close games and they're still going to lose more than they win. Jacksonville against Philadelphia. We were right on Jacksonville. We just weren't right enough on Jacksonville. I really do wish that's my one regret from the off season. So or from the preseason is that we knew I keep saying we it's me. Um, I knew Jacksonville would take a step forward this year and be a better football team. They've taken a couple of big steps forward this year and been a much improved football team. Um, and this game against Philadelphia kind of shows where they're at. Like, I, I was quite impressed with Jacksonville. They took a lead on Philadelphia early. They blow it late. Like, there's still some things to learn in Jacksonville. That There's still some winning ways that need to be figured out against these great football teams. But we were right on Jacksonville. And we were really right on Philadelphia. I know... We're not the only ones, this podcast, saying, hey, you know who's going to be really good? Philadelphia. But I had them as one of the most talented teams in the NFL, and they've proven that this year. So I feel very good uh, about our Philadelphia prediction. Jets with a win over the Steelers. What an awful, dreadful, terrible football game this was for two teams just going absolutely nowhere. Um, For the Jets, we were right. They're kind of a bad football team, and they've shown it so far. They've played two good quarters all season and find themselves at two and two. The Steelers, we knew it'd be bad. I don't know if we knew it'd be this bad, but I'll, I'll, I'll say that we were right on this one, but this is going to be a downtime for the Steelers now, I think, for the next couple of years. Cleveland taking on Atlanta. We had Atlanta kind of hanging around as a, a sneaky good team, so I'll I'll say we were right on Atlanta. And Cleveland, we didn't really know where Cleveland was going to be, but it does, the, the, the start of the season has played out kind of how I viewed it would for Cleveland. So I will say yes, that the, the Browns have taken a, um, have, have kind of done what I thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Um, the Tennessee Titans with a 24-17 win over the Colts. This game felt like it was over in the second quarter, and then Tennessee just kind of stopped playing everything, offense and defense. Um, they get a big first down late that really does kind of seal the game away, but not impressive, um, as a whole. Like, Derrick Henry is still very good, but defensively, I I still don't trust this team. Um, I, I'm going to say we were right on Tennessee. They've kind of been exactly what we thought they were going to be this season. Wrong on the Colts. They have been dreadful. The, um, Matt Ryan does not look very good. This defense looks all right. It's tough to look good in the run game, um, run game when you're defending Derrick Henry. Defense looks okay, but not overly impressive. Washington with a 25-10 win over the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say we were right on Washington. Not great. Um... I kind of wanted to to be like, hey, this division's right there. I think Washington could be the team to do it. And then you looked at the roster and they're not. It's just, it's not that. Dallas, no Dak has kind of changed things a little bit, but they're playing some pretty good football. This is still a talented team. Um, I'm going to say we were wrong, but only a touch wrong on the, the Dallas Cowboys coming into this season. Buffalo with a 23-20 win over the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, for a team that's really run-heavy, have a really difficult time putting teams away, and that is incredibly surprising when you look at how the, this team is kind of built. So that's a bit of a problem, but they've played very good football. I'm going to say we were right on them, and we were right on Buffalo. They, they've, they've been one of the best teams in the league, and we said they were going to be. Arizona taking on Carolina. I'll say right on Arizona. Um, this was this was a game that the Panthers just kept handing to them. Like, um, I, I don't think Arizona played all that well. It's just Carolina played a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful football game. To be perfectly honest, if I'm Carolina, I'm firing Matt Rule today. Um, that this was not a team that was prepared in any way, shape, or form for this football game. They were incredibly sloppy 
all the way through. Um, there, there just feels like there is no plan. There feels like there is no structure. And so, yes, I, I will once again, for the second year in a row, take the L on Carolina. I'll say we were right on Arizona, though. This, this is still not a good football team. Denver taking on the Raiders. I'm going to say we were right on Denver. We're not all the way right on Denver, but they, they don't look nearly as impressive as I think a lot of people hoped they would be at the start of the season. This was one of their best offensive games, um, but... You're going to be saying that a lot against the Raiders so far this season. Vegas comes away with their first win of the year. Um, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams is still a weird foot fit, and I get their boys, but Carr isn't really a throw-the-guy-open kind of a, a quarterback, and Devontae Adams is open when he's not open, and it's, it's taking Carr a bit of time to trust that, but... So I, I think we were right on, on Vegas. I, I, I think that we were pumping the brakes a lot more than a lot of people were. New England taking on Green Bay. Uh, the Packers win this one 27-24 in overtime. We were right on the Patriots. They have been quite bad uh, so far this season. That There are no redeeming qualities, I don't think, about this team. And now Mac Jones uh, hurt. Brian Hoyer is hurt. And I'll say we were right on Green Bay. We, we did not have Green Bay winning this division. That This team has clearly taken a gigantic step back. Um, so I'll, I'll say we will, we were right there. And in the Sunday nighter, Kansas City taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, we were wrong on taking the under on this one. Um, I, I, maybe I misspoke. I meant first half under when I said 46, um, as the under and that one barely hit. Holy cow. Um, we were right on Kansas City. This is still a good football team. I don't know if we were all the way right, right though. Like they, they are better than I expected them to be. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, I don't know kind of neutral on them because they are playing quite a bit worse than I thought they would to start the season off. One more game left on the schedule. It is the Rams taking on the 49ers. I was wrong on the 49ers. I thought that they would be much more dynamic as an offensive team. Uh, and with Trey Lance in there, we, we didn't get a good look at it, but it wasn't what I expected. Um, and I'll say wrong on the Rams as well, that they have taken a half step back and I was not anticipating that. Uh, kind of running up against a, a clock today. So just a couple of quick thoughts. It's awesome for um, Buck and Tabler and Hazel and if Arash gets included in it, Arash. It's great that all of them are going to be able to participate in the playoff uh, games from a, a broadcasting standpoint and that they all do a fine job. I'm not criticizing in any way. It does kind of bug me that the broadcasts that we're going to see are going to be the same as regular season broadcasts for the postseason. It was announced that Sportsnet is going to be, um, be being able to, to carry the games. In the past, we, we, the games have been on Sportsnet, but we've got either the TBS feed or the Fox feed. A, I like to see what the national people are saying about the Blue Jays, and B, I don't want playoff games to look like the other 162 games. I just don't. I, I like when it's the national broadcasts and it feels special. Like, all 162 games being on the same network, essentially, with a, a couple of omissions for Apple TV and stuff like that. But it makes every game feel the same anyway. And I, when, when it is Fox, when it is TBS, when they're saying Toronto wrong, it feels like a bigger deal. And so I hope something changes in the presentation so that this doesn't just look like every other regular season game. Um, but that's been the issue with hockey, too, is that, like, every Flames game is on Sportsnet, and the national games look like the regional games, and then they both look like the playoff games, and it's just, it's all one note. So, it's my issue with the CFL as well. I, I want special games to feel special, and when you have the same broadcaster for all of them, it just doesn't feel that way. Um, quickly, a new story has come out um, from the Globe and Mail saying that Hockey Canada had a separate, uh, a second 
slush fund set aside um, to pay for sexual assault cases on the um, on the provincial levels. Once again, this is just absolutely disgusting. And the fact that there are still people who were in charge of this that had jobs to begin with, the fact that this needs to be the final straw is pathetic and disgusting and a true testament to, again, the, the this stupid, ridiculous bullshit fallacy of hockey culture that Hockey Canada has been able to hide behind for years and years and years and sell this to the public. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. Everyone around Hockey Canada should feel ashamed of themselves. And the whole thing needs a complete rework and a complete new look because th this is, again, just disgusting, disgusting, disgusting stuff. Um, so on that note, that's the show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Uh, gonna have a few more shows this week. I gotta go. Talk to y'all later. I'm out.